Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 132. Today, our guest is Mr. Joel Hatch. So if this is the first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome to... A very special edition of the Trail Manners Podcast. This is episode number 132. Our guest today, we're not going to treat him as a host today. We're going to treat him like a guest, which I means have to be nicer maybe. I don't know. We got Joel. Yes. Joel Hatch, the voice you've been hearing for years behind the mic with me as hosts is going to be interviewed. Right. He's got no idea nope. what's going to happen because we didn't collaborate on this i just said not one bit i just said we're going for it so i think what we're gonna do to start off with is make the announcement okay right so i'm gonna leave this to you i'm gonna be quiet all right i'll try not to chime in (laughs) so joel has an announcement he would like to make to all of our uh our trail manners Our, our loyal listeners our loyal listeners here for trail manners so take it away i'm leaving the podcast I'm trying to be quiet. Right. I know. I, I appreciate that. I know it's hard, but I'm stepping away from the mic. I'll still be involved on the event side. Um, this has been something that has been on my mind for, for a little while. Uh, I feel like my creativity with the podcast is coming to an end. Um, also, I didn't want to be um, holding you back from your ability to interview guests, uh, to take the podcast and keep driving it into a new direction. So I made the decision to step away from the mic so that way you can take the helm by yourself and steer it however you want from here on out. I don't know how comfortable that makes me feel. When you yeah. say it, it makes me more nervous in our previous <laughs> conversation. But uh, but it's, we have it's a, little, it's a little bit more real now. It is right now. Mm. Now it's out there. It's out in the open. And but I'm going to say but uh-huh. not and but we have decided that you could still come on as a guest host. Yeah. Right. I'm For, I'm comfortable with that as long as you are. Okay. Well, of course I am. Right. I mean, as long as you're comfortable behind the microphone. It's like riding the bike. Now it's like like riding the bike. Nice, it's nice. You know, it's like okay, give me the mic. I know I know what to do with this now. So, um, so yeah, Joel, this is uh, that's why we're going to interview him. It's kind of like his. Uh, it's my farewell. It's his farewell tour. Yeah. But like we said, he st- you'll still get surprise appearances here and there. Yeah, some guest host stuff. We've maybe. already had one request for for the two of us to do an interview. So. And that'll probably be in two weeks. 
Uh, I'm not sure when it is, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, well, I'm going to schedule it, but most okay. likely in two weeks. Okay, good. Next week, the show is scheduled for somebody. Right. Um, but it might be two weeks out. So, right. well, uh, kind of a gut punch expected, right. right? Because, I mean, you talked about it last week. A couple weeks ago, we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Um, so, so I guess, basically, before we get into your interview, um, for the listeners out there, we're going to kind of kind of go full steam ahead still. With the podcast. Right. So um, kind of, do you want to give them a, a tidbit of what you're planning on doing? Well, I mean, Tuesday, Thursdays are going to be very similar. Right. Um, you know, we'll still have our Tuesday podcasts. Um, interview. Our interview. And then uh, Thursday bag will be single track session. Right. Um, there'll be times I will be pulling in guest hosts. Right, which is good. I hope you do. Yeah, some guest hosts here and there. Depending on where I'm at, who's being interviewed, right. the complexity. Because as we kind of shortly discussed, getting the three to four people schedules to match up is difficult it is and um, my schedule is becoming increasingly difficult to to find that time to carve that time the the, the come over and, and make that interview especially when you're adding that third party right when yeah it's exactly like trying to meet their schedule yeah. or meet them um so there'll be some changes there um as i've mentioned on single track i'm going to kind of push more stuff to the website as well where we have some articles put up um and then there's a couple little ideas that me and Joel have talked about um, that uh, might launch sooner than later. Right. But uh, I hope you do. Yeah. Um, and we probably will. I'm not going to say what they are yet. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about it in a future that, episode when you, I get things keep, dialed you in. You keep referring to we, which is – It's going to be hard. It, yep. It's going to be difficult. I know. Saying, instead of we. I guess I could say Gunner. Yes. <laughs> he's, say we. he's a constant presence now. <laughs> yeah, right. He's right here behind me licking his paw. Um, yeah, we, I won't say I, Trail Manners. Right. I don't know. It's going to be some change for yeah, sure. It's going to be an adjustment. 130, this is our 132nd podcast we've done. Well, interview. Yeah, interview. And, and 122, many? 121 single tracks. But right. there's been a few that we never numbered either because oh, they were okay. like specials or, right. you know, something. Plus episode zero. Didn't Times count. 10. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're 270 plus podcasts together. Yeah. Somewhere we had there. a good run. Very good, um, and like I said, I'm not gonna um, we're not gonna stop the Trail Manners podcast. No, no. Um, but I do have to say, listeners, it will be a little different, and I I'm gonna apologize because I know it's a, it's not as enjoyable when it's just myself. Because I think not, this gives fun. you a chance to you know explore a different interview style. Yeah, that's gonna be. And, and also for you to you know further break out of your shell because I know this year you wanted to. Yeah, but old dog new tricks thing. Yeah, That's, I get you. I, keep, I still haven't done yoga. <laughs> <laughs> and how long have we talked yeah, about that? Yeah, but you're over there at the gym working out now. That's a step in the right direction. It is. It's a step in the right direction. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. So, listeners, there you go. I, I know some of you that might come to a surprise, and hopefully you'll still listen to the podcast. Oh, they will. Um, you you'll know, know you'll pick up more people. I, know, I don't <laughs> know about that. I know the dynamic's going to be different, um, It's gonna, and you have to bear with me. Sometimes I might have to laugh at myself just <laughs> right. because I don't want, you know, things to fall to the wayside if I think they're funny. Right. So, but, you know, because sometimes, you know, I play off you, vice versa, but now I'll be like playing off myself. You'll figure it out. Like single track last week was hard because mm. I'm just talking. I'm going to say it's going to take you three or four to get into but, a new group. But I'm putting a little studio together on the side. I see that. Right? I like to, it. To make it a little easier. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but we will have ghost guest hosts. Ghosts. <laughs> ghosts. We'll have ghosts in the background. Um, so yeah, you'll see some changes, and you've heard, you know, you've seen and heard on the show that we're looking to tweak a few things on the intros and and some mm-hmm. other things. But Trail Manager is still going to bring you, 
everything we can to make it fun. Um, I know there's a lot of other podcasts out there, especially the trail running world. Um, so I hope that uh, you keep listening to the Trail Manners podcast. Um, I'm sure people will. We'll try. I'll still try and keep it fun. That's still mm-hmm. our style. Like I said, Joel right. still make his cameo. So right. you have to keep listening because you don't know when Joel's going to pop back up again. Because <laughs> I'm not going to make an announcement. I'm right. going to say, hey, this week. It'll yeah. just be like you'll be listening, and all of a sudden, there's Joel's buttery voice again. Uh, hardly buttery. <laughs> well, you're freshly shaven. So I am makes, freshly shaven. You look a lot younger. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, it's cold. I know. I couldn't yeah. imagine. I was going to shave this year. That was one of my my resolutions. Right? Okay. And so you've started off pretty good. And I went and got a haircut two weeks ago, and the lady was discussing with my beard, and I said, hey, I want to trim. And she heard I want to shave it off. <laughs> so oh, she, went, she went ahead and went to the... The, the zero guard and I was like, all right, on guess, your face? I guess we're going for it right now. I don't I don't let anybody touch my face. Well, I, I, get haircuts. I like the I like the nice blend from gotcha. the beard to the sideburn area. Gotcha. Yeah, I take care of my own. That's why I'm probably shaggy all yeah, the time. Anyways. Though, either. So yeah, I've sans beard now. Sans beard. Uh-huh. So uh, well, I mean, without getting too too mushy, um, it's been awesome doing the podcast. Oh. Man, I don't, it's been I don't, great. I don't think I would have done it without you because um, we talked about it for so long. It's been something else. And, Met uh, so many wonderful people. Isn't it crazy? Over like, the years. Looking back, mm-hmm. all the people we've talked to and had yeah. on the show. Excuse me. I'm not choking up. I just have something in my throat. So you can't see me, but I'm not I'm not crying. There's no Nobody's cutting onions yet. Yeah. I won't be crying until he leaves and me and, me and Gunnar will have a cry session. Yeah. We'll throw on some air supply. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then I get a little bit nervous. Um, but yeah, it's been awesome. Um, it's, uh, like I said, I hope you keep listening to everybody out there. Um, we're still going to have a lot of fun, but it will be different. Um, right. and give me, give me a little, cut me a little slack to start I think with. people, people will. They understand. <laughs> yeah. You'll find your new groove. Cut me a little slack cause it sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I guess that, uh, that's the big announcement. Okay. But we're not letting you off the hook. Cause that now wasn't as painful as I thought it was going to be. The announcement, but now it's going to be painful because mm-hmm. now you're a guest. Now you're not a It's hosting. hard to be a guest you're, because turn your head around when, backwards. when <laughs> we were interviewed by um, Man Bun Run, yeah. you and I both really struggled with that because we, we, we both were like, okay, we're going to flip this around yep. on him. And we did a little bit. We did a really good job of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did a little bit. Um, but now, now it's my turn to ask right. you questions. So Go it's, ahead. it's a way for our listeners to get to know you better. Mm. Um, you know what? I think I feel like they they know me pretty good if, if they've been loyal listeners over the last three plus years. We're gonna find out a little bit more for sure. All right. Um, you know, just some fun stuff. Like I said, we're gonna hit you with a lightning round at the All end, right. which you don't know anything about. No, I don't. Um, so we talked about the future of the show. Let me let me ask you some hard questions though. Like over the over the course, <laughs> okay. and if you can remember. Oh. Can you give me a short list? Because I know you can go on and on, and this isn't for making anybody feel bad, which mm-hmm. I know. What what's some of your favorite guests? Not necessarily shows, but what mm. are some of your favorite guests that we've had on the show that you enjoyed? Uh, just about anybody we interviewed in the bus. Okay. The, Which is still in the shop. That was. I'm surprised you still have it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not selling you it. I sold that thing I'm off I'm not yet. selling it. I talked, to, I talked to my daughter. Yeah. Uh, Jim Skaggs offered me to put it in his barn. Oh, nice. Because I'm not a store it. That is a good it. place to put it. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's in the shop. Um, I'm hoping Do to have it Do you know what's wrong with it yet? I haven't talked to the guy. Oh He's just gosh. been holding it for a couple months. It saved me storage <laughs> fees, though. Good point. <laughs> so not, I don't want to rush it, right? <laughs> all right. All right. Um, but yeah, we're hoping to have that back by Buffalo Run in March. Gotcha. So, so favorite guests. Like I said, anybody that we've interviewed in the bus. 
has always been, I think, special. Yeah. Because there's just something about being in that environment. Yeah. We always got the best out of people. Yeah. So I, I can think back. Sylvia Greer was really good. Oh yeah. Up there at there. Nordic Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna Frost was another. That's really one good I was one. thinking of mm-hmm. with the yak penis. Yes, it was. Uh, anytime we got turtle in the bus. Yeah. That was really fun too. Remember Turtle and Luke? Yes. That was that, uncomfortable for a minute. It was, <laughs> but I think that really kind of that was early in the podcast. And yeah. If you haven't listened to that, you gotta go way back. Yeah. That's like episode what four or five something I don't like remember. that. It's been a while. Um, but that really did help set the tone for the last three years when we interviewed those two guys. Yeah. Well, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be crazy. Um, it might be a bit irreverent at, at times, but that's okay. That that kind of matches up with our personality. Yeah. Um, those are, are some of the ones off the top of my head that were really fun. Um, ones outside the bus when we interviewed Bryce Thatcher. Oh, yeah. Damn that it. was really good. That was just learned a lot about the history of product design for hydration. Learned a lot that way. And plus, he's such a good guy. Yeah. What about, uh, we did guess, what about, kind of meshes in with what you were saying. What about memorable moments? Mm. Like some things that kind of, st- not necessarily the guess, but just the moments with the podcast that have kind of stood out, whether it's at a race. Mm. Moments. Um, meeting people. Yeah. That that's not just one moment. That's just a, a collective of the last three years of meeting just great people over and over again, and just seeing that our trail running community is really made up of the best people that are out there. But I can't pick out just one moment in particular. Is Maybe there, when Wendy Jagalowski gave me a big hug once at <laughs> Elva um, Carroll. Elva Carroll scared the crap out of me at first because <laughs> I didn't know who she was. Um, but that that was really. A fun moment, I, I, if I can remember back to that. Um, seeing people during a race on the trail when they recognize you yeah. and you have no idea who they are, that's that's fun. A little nerving, but fun, too. Uh, I, I enjoyed that. Um, whenever we would throw, like, the trail running event and people would come and they, they would introduce themselves, that was always really special. Yeah. I think some of mine, I mean, one of mine still, and I know it's fresh, but was just talking about your experience at the doctor just a month or so ago. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was funny. I that don't w- think people understand how funny that was to you <laughs> and me. I mean, they, they might not have thought it was as funny as you and I did, but that that was like, after I left here, I was laughing for a solid hour. That's <laughs> like I couldn't stop. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how I was. Yeah. Um, but I think I agree with you as some of the moments is... Uh, you know, at events or mm-hmm. I think, I think, so has that kind of been, you know, I'm going to skip around a little bit. Is there anything unexpected that came from the podcast for for you? Like when we first started out, is there anything that you've looked at and were kind of like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. expected to have the reach that we did. Perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking. That was the first was, thing that came to mind. It was like, mind. okay, we've got this really cool person in Vermont, Amy, who is like a friend to us now. Yep. Right? I never would have expected that. Yeah. Simon. Mm, yeah. Well, Simon from Australia. Come on. <laughs> I, mean, I, I didn't have a Simon from Australia in my life before the podcast. Now I do. I didn't either, man. Yeah. He's like this long lost pen pal. I think that's what's hard. I mean, just saying just mm-hmm. names like that, because in my head, like five or six more just popped into my head. Right? Oh, yeah. For sure. Whether it's been, 
from the very beginnings, like a Kurt Stein, mm-hmm. who we haven't heard from obviously for a while, or some right. newer people like a Missy Jackson, right? Um, Dave Stevenson. Yep. Um, I mean, there's just the list can go on, and it's mm-hmm. like as I'm saying names, like how many are we truly leaving out? Oh yeah, hundreds. And right. And I think what's with you, it's the reach. It's like mm-hmm. I thought, you know, we get some people in Utah to listen, maybe Colorado because they run in Colorado, right? Um, Idaho because we're close enough, right? But outside of that, I was really surprised at. You know, some of the people we've spoken to and talked to. And then just kind of the, there's been this group that's truly been hardcore with participation and staying with us. And we've had, you know, we've had listeners probably come and go. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think to me, that's the same thing, the unexpected stuff. Is there anything else that's kind of surprised you? Um, Longevity, maybe, or the people we've got on the show? I mean, is there other stuff that's kind of surprised you a little bit? I'm surprised that we kept it going as long (laughs) as we did, (laughs) to be honest. I'm going to agree with that one. <laughs> I mean, we at first, we didn't know what we were getting into. At all. Not at all. At all. And I still don't think we do. Um, that was really surprising. Yeah. How it took off and how it spread. Um, and we were just kind of along for the ride. Well, I don't think, I think people need to understand that when we came, this was four years ago, mm-hmm. three years ago, three plus years ago, when we talk, yeah. started talking about mm-hmm. it, right? Three and a half. Yeah. Because so it was that summer of whatever that year was. Fifteen. Yeah. But I think, because it was right when I left Smith, so I was, yeah. I, we were working on it in the spring of 15, because I remember trying to get a yeah. logo while I was still working at Smith Optics. Right. So I think what people don't understand or realize is just how few... How limited information was out on podcasts at the time? There was zero. Because I remember researching mm-hmm. when to launch a show, how long right. to make them, how to do it, yep. and there wasn't a lot. And now no. you look, and every week you can go on social media, and there's a new podcast. Strava just launched a podcast, right? as an example. Um, there's so much more information. I think it's a right. lot easier. Um, tomorrow night, uh, there's a gentleman that wants to meet with me because they want to start a podcast. Not right. running-based, but they want to start right. one. And like, hey, can you give us me some ideas? And, mm-hmm. You know, personally, I'm like, well, you got to understand, I'm not a pro, right? Like, I, I, but, but they perceive you to be one because you've been we've in done it such a long time. Yeah, we've done it for a while. Um, so I think that's what the difficulty was for us is trying to figure out how to do this thing. Which was kind of nice at the time. Yeah, for sure. Because we were one of the few that were being consistent. Yeah. And that was what I think really surprised me is how consistent we were for the first two and a half years. Yeah. And getting a wide range of guests on. Yep. And there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on with the podcast. Yes, especially on your end. So it's not like it's a one-hour show, right? No. I mean, there's... There's a lot of prep on your part, and then you got to mix the show, and then... Set you, the schedule with yeah, people. Exactly. Do the social media, put it on a website. Yep. Um, so I think there was more work that went into it, mm-hmm. um, but I think it, it all paid off by being able to meet cool guests, right? Yes, that, and, that was a nice trade-off. And and I think, too, for me, the guests, it's not just an antifrost, right? No. It's not just a – but remember, like, Hayden Hawks mm-hmm. is a good example. Nobody knew who Hayden even was. No. <laughs> no, and we had him. We were the first to get him on a show. We were the first right? person to do a podcast with him. Yeah, and he was – I remember that day, he was still a fish out of water. He didn't oh, yeah. know what was going on around him because yeah. he just ran – Speed goat. Yeah, and one had, speed goat and, handedly. Yeah, and was successful, and he didn't know anything about anything. No. Nope. Yeah, hey, I'm going down to talk to Goo next, and they're thinking of signing me and right. Hoka. And, um, but uh, but then we could look at shows like uh, Melissa Solomon's. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the where for me it just kept, oh, this is just too fun. Right. You know, I just love well, it. Those are like 
those are relatable people. Yeah. Right? Sometimes when you interview those people that are on the elite side, it's hard to relate to them because their athletic ability is so much greater than ours. Yeah. Or ours combined, you know. But you talk to somebody that you see on the trail weekly or every once in a while, and you're like, I know that person. Yeah. But that person has a good story. Well, and it's surprising, right? So mm-hmm. we talked to, I remember like Brad Sween. Yeah. When we were talking to him, we had no clue. And then he's like, yeah, I've lost like, you know, 150 pounds or whatever right. it was. And I, we were looking at him like, what? Like we had no clue and we knew him. So it's right. getting into those different types of stories on right. those moments, I think has been a lot of fun. But You know, that's an interesting thing. And here's an idea for you is you could have a niche on that, of those success stories of people losing a lot of weight. Because there's a lot of people out there. Yeah. And people love to hear those stories because they're inspired by them. Mm-hmm. You look at Eric Thomas up in up in Idaho. Did you see yeah. that picture of him? I had no clue on that. I had no that. idea either. I didn't either on that 10-year difference picture. He lost that much weight. Yeah, I had no clue. It is. It's totally inspiring mm-hmm. for sure. It is. Um, so that's that's a little route you can take. There's a little, there's little a tidbit. Side. There's a little side bit for you. Joe's leaving me a road. Joe's leaving me a road map. Yeah. A little atlas. Yeah, exactly. For, for when, he, for when, he, when he jumps out. Um. What about um, what are some of the difficulties been doing a podcast for this scheduling long? scheduling scheduling was always uh, a challenge uh, it's gotten more challenging you know over the last six months I thought yeah more than anything else at first it wasn't too big of a deal um, I had more free time yeah so did you but then time became less and less and less that was definitely a challenge um, sometimes interviewing people was a challenge I thought. Because maybe they were not very comfortable on the mic. Yeah. Uh, most people were. Most people were like, oh, this is going to be so hard. And they get behind the mic. You're like, you sandbagger. You just put the mic right? down and let them go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but then there's other times you're like, oh, man, I, I know you're holding back on me. Yeah. You know, that was always a challenge. But that that was, I think anybody's going to run into that challenge with this type of uh, back and forth. Um Nothing else. I mean, it's all been positive. I think for 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 me thinking about it overall, not just going forward, but even in the with in the last, like you even said, maybe six months, the challenges with as many shows that are out there now. Yes, that's always been because I know yeah. there's two people I want to have on the podcast. One just showed up on another trolling podcast yeah. this past week, and I'm right. like, well, now I don't want to interview that person, or I right. want to wait. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, if I wait too long, it's kind of dead. Yeah. But if I jump right on it, it's like, oh, they're copying them. So a lot of that right. sometimes is a scheduling thing. Like we have them ready to schedule and do it, and mm-hmm. then next thing you know, they show up somewhere else. Right. And we can't, you know, it's not like we're holding anything against it, but we don't want, we've ne- we have never on this show wanted to be followers, right? Right. We want to be, try the best we can to always be original. Right. And I still think that's going to be the case moving forward. But right. It's just I think it's getting more and more difficult to do that. Right. So right now, here's a good example. I plan social media posts on Monday morning. I schedule them. So they're right. Like, um, the rest of this week is all on there. Right. I mean, you've already you've already loaded them up yep. into the social media, and then uh, they'll hit that day and that time, yep. and boom, it's automatic. Yep. So I've already scheduled them. They're mm-hmm. they're already put up, and I've noticed in the past two weeks I've done that. In like a day or two, sometimes before my post hits, something will pop up like it. And so I'll go back and change it. I'm like, I don't want to think people like we're copying somebody. Right. So I think for me, that's a little more, been a little more difficulty with our show. It's not just the guests, but just, I think there's just more avenues now. Right. Um, and again, we don't want to be one of those people that 
are chasing. We want to not necessarily. We're not going to find brand new people all the time. No. But we don't want to just be stuck. I've I've had people ask me, "Do you listen to other podcasts?" Mm-hmm. And my answer, and this is meant not to be rude, disrespectful, anything. My answer is no. Yeah, I don't either. And the the, the easy reason behind that is I don't want to have anything influence me. Whether it's an interview style, whether right. it's a segment of the show, like it's a little niche, yeah, questioning or, mm-hmm. or or style or intro, anything. I'd like I don't want it subliminally, subliminally to influence me in any way. Right. And I know there's good podcasts out there. There's probably great oh, interviewers, yeah. and I've listened. I'm a, I've tried to listen like when people come out with a brand new show, like I say, Candace Burt just came out with one. Or oh yeah, I haven't I'm, listened to hers yet. So I'll listen to like a portion, just right. because I want to just kind of see. And mine's more for the sound. Yes. I'm always interested in what sound. You're a big stickler on sound. Because I listen sound to them. quality. Yeah, and I want a good sound. So I'm always like, well, wonder what they're doing. Like, sound-wise, what do right. they sound like? I think I'm they're like, using okay. the Yeti Blue Ball, and that's why it sounds terrible. Yeah, and that's what um, I don't. In fact, I uh, mine's in the Did bucket. Did you sell it? Yeah. No, it's just sitting in the bucket over yeah. there. <laughs> I used it, uh, I think, for the Scott Jaime interview. Right. But now I'm switching to this older mic we've had for a while. Right. To see how well that works. But, yeah, I think... I think that's difficult, and I think moving forward, it's going to be even more challenging because there's just only so many people, and then how quick you can get on. Me and you have never pushed this podcast like to its full extent. No, where we've we know other podcasts, it's kind of like their job. Yeah, I think that's kind of been one of the frustrating things. I think is yeah. that you know the work on your part, and I saw it was you were putting in you know three times as much work as I was, and it was not bringing in a financial yeah. component to it. And that's always been a concern of mine, still concern. I'm going to be concerned moving forward, even though I'm not part of the mic part. Yeah. Is that I'll, I'll see that you're going to put all this effort into it and, um, and a lot of time. Yeah, it is and, a lot and of then time. There's, there's nothing, uh, I just shouldn't say there's nothing. The monetary side is not going to be as great as the human side. The human side always is a greater oh. reward. Oh, absolutely. Right. And honestly, I mean, that's, that's why what I keep doing that's it. what kept me going forward. Yeah. Was just meeting people and interviewing people. Um, that that was very fulfilling. Well, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like uh, sugarcoat it. When you mentioned you were stepping away from the mic. I talked with my daughter. My daughter's my sounding board. She's yes. my best bud, right? Because right. Gunner, Gunner's not really good at talking back. He's really good at listening. He's a good listener, yes. but I've never, I, you know, sometimes like, oh, I'm glad I got that off my chest. Yeah, you know, and exactly. he's like, can we go on a walk now? That poor dog. <laughs> he needs some psychotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, bounce it up. So I asked Aspen. I said, I said, Aspen, you know, Joel's, Joel's leaving the podcast. You know, Dad's coaching. Mm-hmm. And he's now on the board of directors for the club. Right. So it takes more time. Mm-hmm. I have a the job that pays. It actually pays, yeah, right? and a little bit of food in the cupboard. Right. I said, what do you think if we just stopped doing the podcast? And mm-hmm. she just, her eyes got huge. Oh, and yeah. she's like, you think you could do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, there's part of me that thought maybe it's run its course. Right. Right. Maybe it's the timing. A mm-hmm. lot of time it does take. And I, and I've never, and we have both, and this is what I liked about our connection. We've never wanted to put something out there that's been half ass. No. Right. We want it to be quality. Right. And that's why we have turned down money at mm-hmm. times is because oh, yeah. of sponsorships. It's right. like we don't believe in it. It's not something we want to push. Right. Sorry. Keep your money. Yeah. Um, but that, that was part of it for me. It's like energy wise and I know we got that human component, mm-hmm. but 
do we want to if if we shrink to 12 listeners right is it worth <laughs> it right so True. i had that conversation with aspen and she she talked me just like she kept talking me into keeping the bus she talked me into keep going with the podcast and right. she's like well dad why don't you just give it some time try it for a while yeah i think that's what that's an important thing to do and i think because i love it and i know you do as well um you know but i love it and i want to keep doing it but it does make me nervous with the different just dynamic to it that's why i think you need to give it time to, to see it come to its full potential yeah and i uh but yeah anyway so we'll move forward because i still got tons of stuff to ask you <laughs> okay so we talked about your your favorite guests right. your memorable moments right. uh did you learn anything unexpected from doing the podcast is there anything you learned or came away with that was kind of surprising to you from your end like i know originally you you hated being on the mic i didn't hate but you were really uncomfortable being on the mic. yes i was definitely um hmm Anything I came away with um, just reaffirmed how great the trail running community is. Yeah. Yeah, really it is. And I will say we didn't get a lot of negative feedback, right? Not as much as I thought we were going to get. Like trolling. Like maybe that's the word. Yeah, I mean you expect some trolls here and there. Yeah, but uh, I think – I was really surprised that – Either either people really enjoyed us that much, or they were too nice to say anything about it. Or they just turned us off and went somewhere else. I think all valid <laughs> points. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> um, we, we definitely are not going to say we've kept everybody for as long as we've been doing it. That's fine. I and mean, I think every show has that. Exactly. And that's I think, goes back to what we were talking about before. We've, we've wanted to do this a certain way in a certain style. Right. And we've stayed true to that, I think. I don't think we I think we've, that's – I'm probably most proud of that. Yeah. I don't think we've we, – We never really – Yeah. We never compromised our original intent. Yep. And I don't want to do – I absolutely don't want to do that moving forward. Right. I, I, that is something I've really liked. Whether, you know, me, whether it meant us getting more people or losing right. people, we just stayed, hey, if – you know, we'll find out soon enough if people like us, right? And if they stick around. I was really surprised at how well it worked sometimes too. As and in, when we were in the bus and there was three people, I was really surprised at how easy it became. Yeah. When for, we were in the bus. For us, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah, it became. Yeah, it became a lot easier as time went by. Yeah. Mannerisms, reading it, understanding mm-hmm. guests, where to interview. You right. know, like where to go with the questions, where to lead, which mm-hmm. definitely still learning how to do that. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think unexpectedly for me is just the unexpected thing I learned is just how long we would do it together. <laughs> just with our, our lives, work, yeah. personal, yeah, everything. Yeah, just the, the turmoil that you experienced over the last year. It's just, uh, that's been kind of crazy. Right. So what are your future plans then? What's going on? What are your your personal future plans. Well, I shaved, so that's a good start. And yeah. and you're you're on the mountain a lot. I'm snowboarding a lot. Yeah. That I, I, one thing I saw you you posted some pictures of a soccer training, and you hashtag that, that like like first passion or yeah. original passion, and I feel the same thing about snowboarding. That that's the reason I moved out west was to be a skier slash snowboard bum, and now that I've reconnected with it. That's all I want to do. <laughs> it's it's really um, I can't believe I went that long with without having that connection to it. Yeah. And then I had my first like full on powder day. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like this feeling I can't describe that I've been missing for twenty years yeah. basically. 
So I'm really enjoying that right now. Teaching my son how to snowboard has been really eye-opening and frustrating at times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, dude, you don't understand. If you can just get a little bit better, we're going to have so much fun. But, you know, i got to be patient with the process. Yeah. And, and we're, I see progress every time we go out, That's which awesome. is good. Yep. Yeah. And just learning a new mountain has been fun. Um Learning how to ride it, where to go. Um, after a couple of days of having no snow, it's like, okay, well, where where do I go find a fun place to ride? Yeah. Right. That's been fun. Um, well, I'm sorry. What was your question? You, I, I really got lost on that. See, now you're a guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, your future plans. What's okay, going, so what's that, going on? Um, run wise, I I still like running. I adore running. I just don't have that drive to run right now. Yeah. Because I'm so preoccupied with snowboarding yeah but i mean i've already kind of scheduled out my year for races i've got three that's all i'm gonna do which are twisted fork park city and gym yeah. vaquero and the bear nice just those three but then outside of that i've got a laundry list of adventure stuff i want to go do nice whether that's um scrambling running climbing i'd like to go get back into climbing again wow no my, my goal for this year was to diversify Diversity. Yeah. Try to get a mountain bike at some point this year. Those things are kind of pricey. Yeah, I've been noticing that. I've been looking at them as well. Even even a used one is kind of expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, maybe some big career changes coming up this year. We'll see. Wow. Cool. Yeah. What about, you talked about it early, um, just about your beard. Is there like the resolution-based stuff this year? Was it like shave my beard and diversify? Was that kind of your Pre- deal? Those are the two things, yeah. Yeah? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is your thoughts? And we'll, we'll tackle this even more, but what are your f- thoughts? It's not, You're not leaving, but no. this is a good question because we ask other guests. Yeah. What's your idea of the future of trail running from right now moving forward? It's going to keep expanding. Um, it's going to go through a lot of growing pains in the next five years um, with just more people getting into it, not understanding the, the culture, the history, not having the appreciation. Maybe they should. Uh, maybe they get into it, and then after a while, they're like, I, I need to step back and kind of re- respect. Um, because it is, it's 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 different because it's so low-key, and I think that's why a lot of people are attracted to it. And you've got to respect the institution, whether that is the, the culture itself, the, the race, the environment. I think that's going to be a big challenge. So what's the impact that, that you're going to see on the environment? Well, let's break that down a little even in smaller fine point. What do you see in this area for trail running? Oh, in just the Ogden area? Yeah. I mean, we've, more seen, people. we've seen a boom, obviously. A lot more people. When me and you first got together, mm-hmm. knew each other. Yeah. We there already, was nobody running yeah. on the trail. Yeah. It was just you and I. Yeah. And, and then we, maybe John Stewart and BJ. Yeah. You know. Jim. Um, some, old, some old school people, you know. Corey, Jim. They've been around Rampus. for a while. Yeah. Um, there's going to be more people on the trail. There's going to be more runners, uh, mountain bikers, hikers. Um, we're going to come to a threshold where we're going to have to do something with traffic flow on the trails during peak times. I can see that the impact of all those people is going to continue to deteriorate um, the enjoyment of being up there. Whether that is just being, I just want to come up here, I just want to chill. But you can't because there's so many people or it's I'm going to come up here, but I'm distracted by somebody's uh, Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. 
right? Or I'm distracted because a lot of people are either overtly throwing trash on the ground or they've kind of – it's fallen out of their pocket and they didn't mean to. You know, that that's going to be another issue we're going to have to deal with. Yeah, and that was like one of the things going forward. I'm still with the Ogden Trails Network. My mm-hmm. plan was to retire at the end of last year, but right. I got roped but being in. being a sucker. <laughs> I got roped in because a few other people left before me. Oh, they put their, you didn't you didn't pull the trigger soon enough, I man. I didn't. So, uh, you so got yeah. one more year in, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Already missing the first meeting of the year right. for soccer. Um, all right, so let me let me break this down. Before we're, we're getting closer to the lightning round. Hmm. But let me break this down. So as of the launch of this show, they've announced the uh, ten through or four through ten ultra runners of the year. Oh yeah, so Dylan Bowman and so else so let me let me go down the list of female first. Right. And let me know a, let me know your are thoughts. Are we at three already? Did they three launches today, and I'm going to look right now because okay. uh, I'm on the site. So I'm going to look right now to see if that has come out, and right. it has not. Oh, it has. It has, folks. It is fresh, hot off the press. <laughs> so we'll it? go 10 through 3. All right. I'm going to give this to you. So let me know your thoughts. We'll do the women first. Okay. And then you tell me 1 and 2, which I oh, think is okay. pretty easy. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> women right now, 10 was Casey Lichtig. Right. 9 was Katie Scheid. 8, Sabrina Stanley. Right. 7, Amanda Basham. Mm-hmm. 6, Keely Henninger. Mm-hmm. 5, Caitlin Gerben. 4, Kelly Wolf. 3, who do you think is 3 before I tell you? I don't know. Darcy, PQ. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So that leaves yeah. uh, that leaves uh, one Camille, and two. Camille and Courtney. Okay, so what do you think about that that top ten? Do you think it's pretty accurate? I think in it's your accurate. Eyes? Yeah. What about uh, um, I sh- think surprises that, in locations? No, not at all. I think that you're, we're going to continue to see some of the younger people that ran cross country in college and maybe weren't fast enough to have a road running career or maybe they're just so pumped on trail running like screw that road running stuff uh, we're going to keep seeing that yeah and i think we're going to see a three-year cycle is, is kind of where we're at three to four year cycle it's hardly ever we're going to see a 10-year or a 15-year cycle out of somebody like we have in the past <laughs> well it's just hard yeah I mean, they beat themselves up so much. And I think there was a good article that came out on uh, Carmichael Training System, CTS. And um, Coop had a, a really good take on how trail racing is going to be performed going forward. It's going to be all or nothing. Gotcha. Because the front runners are so fast right now, and they're so evenly matched, that the big group will go out and somebody's going to try to make a move. And if it, you're having a good day, you can go with that person, but then you're going to have to make a move. And it's like this constant surging through the race that 10 years ago, we never saw that. Yeah. Five years ago, we started seeing little hints of it. Now that's all we're seeing on the men's side and the women's side. And that's going to keep going forward. And it's hard to sustain that at the distances that, that are you know most likely to happen in a trail race. I agree. You ready for the men? Yeah, give them to me. Ten, Jared Hazen. Nine, Mario Mendoza. So I'm, Jared Hazen needs to be further up the okay. list. All right. Eight, Mark Hammond. Right. Seven, Zach Bitter. Mm-hmm. Six, Jason Schlarb. Uh-huh. Five, Hayden Hawks. Yeah. Four, Dylan Bowman. And just announced number three, who do you think? Give me a name. I don't know. Rob Carr. Oh, man. <laughs> 
Hmm. So, so we'll tackle first. What do you think? You already said Jared. You think he should be higher. Be, he needs to be higher. Okay. I mean, he had a good year. He only raced a couple times. That's true. But his races were solid. His yeah. performances were really solid. Um, is there, in your eyes, I think Crar needs to be number two. What's your, and I don't know, and I'm throwing I think, this out Actually, I, I said a couple months ago I thought Crar should be one. I still do think he should be number one. You do? Yeah. I mean, he for did what, what he Leadville, accomplished, yeah. 1551. Yeah. Plus, you know, the week before he, he basically came in, what, top five on the mountain bike on the 100 mile race? So, yeah. so here's his quick results that they have here uh, Cedro Peak, first place. Yeah. Leadville, 1551, first place. Quicksilver, 401, first place. Stumptown Trail, 349, first place. Mm -hmm. Bryce, 445, first place. But do you think this next one hurt him? Ultra Trail, Cape Town, South Africa, DNF. Yeah, that if you look in the eyes of the voters, that definitely hurt him. But that was after a really long summer of racing. But that's, I think, and I don't know if there's the certain criteria, but is there mm -hmm. a criteria for... FKTs versus racing. Like I heard FKTs, FKTs aren't a part of it, right? They're not part of it. Okay, so what is your, do you think? It's, they should be. And I know there's a performance base, mm -hmm. right? There's a performance or performance of the year. Right. But results, would you look at a, a small-scale race taking first as a legit first, like to add in their thing? I mean, it depends on the time. Okay. Depends on the, the distance yeah. and time they distance, did it in. I mean, if, they, if it's a small-scale race and that person just absolutely crushed it with uh, – amazing time that that needs to be taken in consideration as opposed to okay he came in first place and his time was so so gotcha or she came in first place and her time was eh. so for the women one and two what's your vote for one i mean we know who they're going to be oh number two is camille okay and number one's Courtney. Courtney. and yeah. what about on the men's side one and two uh, well i'm probably gonna win again number yeah. two i have no idea who's gonna be you don't know who it's gonna be no. between one and two have, I, I don't know you don't have any names? No, <laughs> I don't. Sorry. But you think uh, you think Hazen should be fire, f further up? Further, he needs to be further up the list, I think. And anybody else on that men's no, side? No, I thought everybody else was placed pretty accurately. Okay, let me think here for men. Um, so what about Frerichs? You think he'll be top two? I don't think he deserves to be top two. Um, about here's some other names: Jeff Browning, Ian Sharman. So Browning will probably be number two. Think so? Yeah. He had a pretty good mm -hmm. year. He won that Hard Rock race. He did, but he didn't. You know what I mean? He <laughs> That's did. That's why I threw it out there. <laughs> but I mean, here's some names you're missing: a Claire Gallagher on the women, Magdalena Bollet, Cat Bradley. Yeah. And again, I mean, some of them were injured and have, but right. I mean, they're names. I know. Um, well, they've been missing. big names in the past. Anna May Flynn. They just didn't have. As good a year as the other people, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, those are some good names, right? right. So when you see some of those missing and, like, Stephanie Howe Violet's mm -hmm. not on there. I mean, you can name off 20, 20 women deep, right? Yep. That all can be competing for, let's say, at least a 50-mile distance. So here's some here's some men's names. Um, Francois. Yeah, but that's that's, oh, that's not yeah, your – it that's has right. to be U.S.-based. That's U.S.-based. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, – uh, Sally McRae wasn't on the women's side, uh, the men's side. So we got Frerichs. A lot of those Coconino Cowboys. Avery you know, Collins is another name yeah. that's not on there anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, who else? Tolufson. Right. Um, Alex Nichols. I mean, basically, you're, you're naming people that have come in. Cody Reed. Top ten, right? Max King, Sage Canaday. You're looking at people that. <laughs> 
that have they're primarily looking at people of long races. Yeah, but I'm just saying, look, right? these are some big names. You can't really say Sage Canada is a big name anymore. I'm sorry, but you can't. Yeah, he does more of the the rotor rotor stuff. The rotor. Um, Turtle Miller. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think he's got some votes in the past. Yeah. Um, but I think it's pretty interesting the the alternate of the year voting. Um, I I don't know. It's uh. I think yeah, Browning would be two and Walmsley would be one. But and you said Cryer. I mean, I think Cryer should be one. Based on Leadville. Leadville, they need to take into account what he did the weekend before. Yeah, oh, the bike ride. The bike ride. But again, I mean, it's it's ultra runner of the year. It's not I know, that stuff but doesn't matter. But if you took his, the whole resume, you're saying FKTs, everything else they're doing. Yeah, but I don't think Cryer had like a, an FKT. No, I'm just saying memorable. in general, if they you should. take the I think whole they thing for throughout the year. Yeah, I think so. Because I'm, I mean, Walmsley. Everybody's like, well, how can you not? Has anybody ever set a Western States course record not been ultra of the right. year? And I don't um, know if the answer to that. Did Tim Olson the year he did it? Was he ultra of the year that year? I mean, I don't remember. Probably he probably was. But I mean, that's one race, right? Right. So I mean, that's why I'm saying, how much do we weigh on? I mean, Jim one had thing? two really good performances last year. Yeah. So. And Carr had multiple performances that were just outstanding yeah i think it's a tough one let's yeah. see i would i and would Browning like just his longevity is amazing i i can't believe that he's still performing better at his ripe old age better right right yeah better at his ripe old age um all right so that's that top 10 so uh how about a little lightning round just yeah, to, so go for it um we, we don't have a ton um i tried to pick and choose some good ones mm. um that way um we don't over overwhelm you mm-hmm so let me pull that up. I've got my trusty laptop in front of me. Um, let me find it. That's not it. <laughs> and it should be right here. And it is. All right. So we got some just for you. Okay. All right. Let's start some easy stuff. All right. A um, couple softballs. Last thing you binge watched. Binge watched. Hmm. 100% hotter. I don't even know what that is. I, I didn't either until <laughs> it showed up on Netflix the other day, and we got into it, and we we're like, "This is awful." Let's keep watching. So what is it? What is? I mean, what so is it? So it's that? a British. We've been watching all these British-based reality shows lately. Okay. Um, Cooks and stuff. That yeah, one. yeah, stuff like this. So this one, um, there, there's three like judges slash self-help type of people, and the question was. Is there somebody in your life that needs a fashion makeover? Oh. And they go out and they find just the most overtop gaudy people that really do need some help, <laughs> right? And so they, they bring them in and you got these three people kind of judging them saying, well, what do you think about this? Why, why are you dressing this way? And then they ask the people out in public out in London to rate them. They have two out of ten. They have three out of ten. And, of course, all these people think they're a ten out of ten. Really, when you look at them, you're like, I'm not even sure you're in the same universe <laughs> as the rest of us, right? <laughs> and so they, they give them a quick little makeover. And it's just so bizarre and strange to see these people think that they actually look good, right? Because most of the time you're like, that's not acceptable. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I know it's super judgmental, but we got into it. And, man, we just went to town on away. it. Oh, we just – yeah, it's it's that factor. <laughs> Thank you. You cannot look away. 
And you get to the end of the show and you're like, oh, they look really good, you know. <laughs> that one start start we did that um, Bird Box. We watched that. That was, was that really a good. movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Okay, that so was really good. I enjoyed that. That was really good. I haven't watched it yet because I don't like to give in um, to the social trends. I'm just about to get into iRobot. I, I watched the first episode and I'm like, oh yeah, this so one. A, that's this a scratches my itch big time. That's a I series? like this. Yeah, I think I so. Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, you can change the Hard Rock Lottery. What would you do? Uh, no more pacers are allowed for elite runners. Okay. Um, they have to do it uh, on their own. Um, so that's going to free up some spots for them to expand their their lottery. Um, I know that the veterans have made that what it is, but they cannot have guaranteed uh, after so many years that you know they can't have that special anymore. Everybody goes in the same pot. So it's an everyone else, or not everyone else, but it's run before, start before, whatever. I is. would take away the categories and just free Every, for all. Everybody's in the same pot, just like Western states. Um, that'd be the first thing I thing I do. So everybody's on the same footing. Uh, the race is old enough now; it, it can be there. Um, no more pacers for the elite division, and they need to have an elite division, and they need to set aside hmm, ten men, ten women, that they can give elite spots to. And they'd have to make them known. <laughs> yes, they have to make them known. They can't be Dale can't be hiding those anymore. Gotcha. Um, those people can't have pacers. Um, you can only have one pacer. Total. So if Total. you want them for 50 miles or 20 mm-hmm. miles at the end, or exactly. In the middle. Only one pacer. I would tighten up the entry standards as well. Um, make only certain races and a time limit too, for sure. Uh, for those people, you can't do. Let's say, let's just throw Wasatch out there. You can't finish Wasatch at 35, 49. And so that's your qualifier. qualifier. Yeah. It's got to be under 30 or under 32. I'd say under 30. Let's go under 32. Okay. Something like that. Um, Yeah, I would definitely make it a bigger pot that everybody can go into. I would try to open up more spots if you can. I I really think they could. Not like a ton. Say another 20. Um, I think if you've done it 10 years, say you've done it 10 years, then you can't do it anymore. You're done. You're done. That way, give people more of a chance to get in there. Gotcha. I think that's the hard part because you, you hear about people that have been applying for six, seven, eight years and they haven't gotten in. Yeah. That's just not right. No, I agree. Is there a race you want to run but have not yet? Um, hmm. UTMB, UTMB, I think, would be the big one. That would be the one I would like to do. Most intriguing trail runner and why? Um, Corey Johnson. Gotcha. He is kooky and crazy. Um, he's got a lot of stories. Um, he's the constantly evolving person, too. Um, he's changed so much from when I first met him to, to where he is now. Um, he, he's a pretty unique and peculiar character. And he's a local guy. For those he's that a don't local know. guy. But he's a he's a stud runner though. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. Hard rockish and yeah. some burly, awesome stuff. Um, he he's somebody I can name offhand. Um, like nationally, hmm. I'd like to meet Dylan Bowman. Oh yeah. I I, I know he's, he's awesome. I know he's a nice guy. Um, I think he's got a lot of good stories. Um, Francois, I'd like to meet him. 
mix wine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a selfish thing. <laughs> hey, that's all right. It's intriguing. Yeah. yeah. Um, who? And I, this is kind of the next one. Who is your Mount Rushmore of trail runners to date? Tim Tweetmeyer. Oh yeah. Um, he's one of the OGs. Uh, he'll he'll be on there. Um, Ian would be on there because he's been around for such Torrance. a long time. Yeah, Ian Torrance. He's been around. And Ann Trayson, um, she's just tough as nails um, and still getting out and having fun. I think that's that's kind of important. And then the last spot, I'm going to leave blank. Yet to be determined. Yet to be determined uh, with a heavy lean towards Killian. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Uh, what, would you prefer, what would you prefer, a squirrel tap or a titty twister? Hmm. Give me the titty twister because there's a good chance that there's a second one coming. <laughs> Squirrel tap is usually one and done. <laughs> All right. Uh, you've, this is one of yours that you always like to ask. What's your guilty pleasure song? Song? Song. Oh, anything from 21 Pilots. 21 Pilots is this generation's 311. <laughs> okay. <And> that's your, <laughs> that's yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's your favorite boy band? Boy band. Yep. I don't have one. I don't even know any. <laughs> Menudo? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I can't even New think kids? of... I can't even think of anybody. Boys to men? I can't even... Th- oh, man. I can kind of visualize Bell the Biff songs from, from that generation. I can't even think of any songs that I'm come out of boys good band. ones, I know man. you are. <laughs> Bell Biff DeVoe. Yes. Now you know. Oh, my God. That girl is poison. Oh, that was good stuff. All right. Uh, that was good. That, they weren't really a boy band. Ah, though. they're a boy band. They were a that boy band boys, before really? boy bands happened. They were young kids. Yeah. Jackson, Jackson 5. They were yeah. kind of a boy band, weren't they? Then they changed to a transgender band. Yeah, they were kind of weird when they got older. Yeah. All right. Here's, here's, a good, here's a good one. What have you learned from your years of trail running? Like, what are some things you take away that you've learned? I, I think have fun First and foremost, that's important uh, to be safe. I, I see more and more people taking too many risks lately. Lots of risks um, going on out there. Yeah. Um, just recently, we, we had quite the snowstorm here in the Wasatch Front, and then the snowpack went the crap right afterwards. And i uh, seeing a lot of people traipsing around places they shouldn't be, and um, there was an avalanche down to lower elevation, an elevation you wouldn't think would yeah. normally happen, and a deer set it off. Um, and I can just think in the back of my mind, like, there's a lot of people out traipsing around right after snowstorms, and I don't want somebody to get hurt. And, and that's what it comes down to. So have maximal fun, be safe, um, and just be respectful, too. Good. I think that, that those are the kind of the three things that I think are important. Okay. Um, kind of, kind of mirroring that a little bit. Um, what are some things you wish you knew or someone had told you 10 years ago about trail running that you know now? 10 years ago. Yep. 10 to 12. Uh, you might want to go back farther 15 years ago. 15 or 20. 20 years ago, what do you wish someone would have told you about trail running when you were carrying around your canteen? Yeah, right. <laughs> that you should have done... Those old school races then. Yeah. That's a, really, that's a really good one. I think so. Like Western States, um, Leadville when it was kind of cool, right? Yeah. 
um, lost that back in the day when it was really, really hard. Yeah. Um, I, sh- I wish I would have done them. What's your th- so give me, let me preface that to a Wasatch because I still have you as a guest. So, what's with all the changes on the course? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not trying to. Wasatch is still hard. Oh God, yeah, it's you still know, crazy it's, hard. It's crazy hard. But you talk yeah. about it was harder. It was more iconic, maybe. Yeah. In spots, I know the new the new start. People are saying it's hard. I get it. Yeah, that's that's um, very challenging. But do you think sometimes? I just remember at one point it was like, and they have the buckles for it. Going under 30 was mm-hmm. like the big deal at Wasatch. Oh yeah. I know 24. That's that's a different realm. So I don't talk about right. that. Right. Do you think it's taken some luster away now that it's quote unquote? And this is not just me saying. I've talked to people. Easier to go under 30 hours. Like say someone that did it. No, I don't think it's 12 years ago. Luster. I just think it's easier. I think people are more committed to trail running. I think their fitness level is generally better yeah. than it was back then. Yeah. Um, uh, hydration's gotten a little bit easier to deal with now. It's more comfortable to carry now. Um, Nutrition is pretty much the same. Sugar is sugar. You know, uh, that hasn't really changed any. Um, but lost its luster, I think, because of so many changes that it's experienced. Um, for years, you know, it was all about chin scraper. Even though I never thought chin scraper was very difficult, yeah, it was just like this part mystique, of it. right? Yep. But once you get up to it, you're like, that was it. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the hard part though was at the at the end after you left um, Brighton. Yeah. You know, last twenty five. That was hard. Chamber. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. The plunge and the dive. Yep. The, once those were removed, I think it definitely lost some of its luster. What do you think the the issue has been since? Because Wasatch used to be like one of the races. Yeah, right? and what, it's too bad that it fell out. Why do you, why is that in your opinion? Why do you think it's fallen off to be just a race I think, now? Well, Run Rabbit Run really started to pull away from it, um, even though that course really is not as. I don't think it, its original course was not as much fun as say. Wasatch. Wasatch was that clean, straight line. Yeah. A to B, you know, Run Rabbit Run was like this convoluted, we're going to force that 100, even though I think they've cleaned it up and made it a lot better in the last few years. Um, that started it, and then UTMB, once everybody was like, that's the place to go. That's the place to right? be. Uh, Wasatch still needs to be a proving ground for those up-and-coming runners, I think, to, to test themselves, because it just kicks you in the pants the whole way. Um past Brighton, but now once you get past Brighton, kind of if you've got some legs, you can kind of cruise it. Yeah, a little know? bit more runnable in sections. Yeah, or it's just it's a lot easier to hike past Brighton now than it used to be. Guilty pleasure food. I think I know the answer to this one. Uh, it's, I, always has been and always will be ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> At least I've learned something about doing right? a podcast with you for these and years. Then, then chocolate chip cookies are. Are right there. So, they, so if you had a warm chocolate chip cookie and a bowl of vanilla ice cream, you'd be dude, set. Dude, yeah, yeah. Break that that cookie up, crumble <laughs> it up, mix it in with the ice cream, and stir it up. My eyes will roll in the back of my head <laughs> as I ingest it. <laughs> um, what should everyone have? At least everyone should have at least this on their iPod. On their iPod, uh, you you gotta have, um, well. Look, 21 pilots, obviously. You gotta have some of that on there, right? <laughs> um, the the first album from AWOL Nation was really good. 
Okay. Um, I think for for longer sections that are just kind of like super chill, um, some Dave Matthews Band is good for that. Okay. I, I always enjoy that. That that just kind of seems to have a good tempo for those chill sections. Um, for for the the last section of the carol from the top of balls down to the lake, you need to have uh, the Lauer Alice album by Tool. That's really important to have that on there. Okay. Um, that that really is a, a good way to finish that race. How about a favorite aid station food? Um, quesadillas are pretty good. Burritos are really yummy. Um, I didn't know that I would like avocado as much as I did at an aid station until Twisted Fork had it. That was good. good. Um, Watermelon. Yum, yum. Favorite all-time trail running shoe ever. Doesn't even have to be made today. Mm. What's your your one you always was just, if you pull it up in your head, what's your favorite? The Hoka Challenger 2. Okay. It was almost wide enough, but they nailed the cushion. Um, Yeah. Favorite race distance and why? Mm, probably still the 100 miler because I'm still uh, still trying to figure it all out. Gotcha. The, trying to complete that. And you'll have that dialed in at the Bear this September. Uh, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I I know the course. You know I I know I can get through 60 just fine. It's just after that, that's always been the crux for me. Favorite section of trail anywhere? Not entire trail, just any section of trail that you look at, and that's that's your spot. Um. Going up the switchbacks to the Static Peak Divide in Grand Teton National Park. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. That's the, a good one. Those last couple switchbacks and the big tall trees and you're starting to open up. You're starting to see all the, the mountains around you and you're, you're really starting to understand the the gravity of the situation <laughs> that you've put yourself in. <laughs> and it's just really pretty. <laughs> if there's a movie made about your life, who plays you? Um, George Clooney, because he's devastatingly handsome. <laughs> devastatingly handsome. All right. I like that. And most people pause on that. I think you've had that dialed in for a little while. <laughs> he's a good looking fellow. <laughs> if you were to write a book, what would the title be? Um, <laughs> um suck it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, that's all my lightning round questions for our guest today. Um, man, we hope we hope everybody enjoyed the show. This is obviously fun for me, um, a little different than what you're used to. And on a serious note, though, it's been awesome to – I know we'll still get to, which is going to be easy. Um, we'll have you as a guest host for sure. But I know right. I speak with a lot of people out there that's been awesome to have you on the show. It's, it's been, been super fun. fun. Um, we've had our share of laughs. Oh, yeah. That, that's, I think, the thing that I, I, I'm going to remember the most is just how much fun we had. Yeah, and the guests. Yeah. And, and I think for me, like, is there a guest in your mind that took you by surprise? Like, once we got a hold of them, you were kind of like, wait a minute, I wasn't expecting this. Mm, maybe Luke Nelson. Really? Yeah, He he's such a down-to-earth good guy. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like I knew that. I knew Ty going into yeah. you know all of our interviews, but Luke I didn't know just yet. And once we got behind the mic, I was like, "You're a really good guy." Yeah, gotcha. Well, 
It's been fun. It's been a long run. It's not over, um, but it's definitely uh, at a crux and a change. Right. right? It's the time for a new direction. A little transition. Um, but, yeah, um, we'll keep plugging full steam ahead the best we can here on the Trail Manners podcast. I said we again. I meant Gunner. It's going to take you a while. It's going to take some time. So <laughs> I hope the listeners can bear with me. Give me a chance. Um, they will. And uh, we'll still have some quality guests on, obviously. We'll throw in some guest hosts. Joel will be back yeah. um, probably sooner than later um, for a show we've got lined up. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all we have. Uh, I'm going to let you close out the show. I always close it out, but it's your turn to say last words and close it out today. I'm just grateful for the opportunity that I've been given over the last three-plus years. Um, it's something that I will always cherish, just meeting so many people and got the opportunity to, you know, contribute my shred of knowledge. I've walked away with a little bit of my dignity still, you know, which is a good thing to, to do. And I just want to thank you for the opportunity that you've given me over the last three years. It's been a great ride. And I'm glad that we're able to kind of draw to a close in a good way. Yeah, for sure. On our terms, right? Yeah, on our terms, yep. exactly. Yep. All right, we'll close us out. Thank you. Now go get it. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. We'd like to thank Joel Hatch for joining us. And we also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners. Or swing by the website at trailmanners.com. There you can check out the few items we have left on the store page. Or hit us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or if you would like to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning reminding you, you don't get what you wish for. You get what you work for. Now go get it. Mm